Welcome, everybody, to Mormons on Mushrooms. Uh, just a reminder that this is a storytelling podcast where we discuss alternative methods for healing from trauma and seeking a more fulfilling life. A lot of times on the podcast, we discuss triggering topics, and we ask that you make your personal mental health top priority. Uh, lastly, the opinions offered by our guests don't necessarily reflect the opinions of the hosts. Sit back, buckle up, and enjoy. Hey, buddy. Oh, hey, this is gonna, this is going to be kind of a different thing than we usually, this is going to be fun, right? Yeah. I mean, it was fun doing it. Um, it was a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. So, you know, this week we're doing, we're switching it up a little bit. So for those of you who watched the symposium, this will be a little bit of a redo, but um, hopefully, hopefully it's a fun redo because we had a blast uh, being a part of the uh, Mormon psychedelic symposium. Momo, yeah, the Momo Sai Sai as yeah. Steve likes to call it. Yeah. Um, so many cool panels. I think we were one of five and our panel is titled, uh, <laughs> we, we say it on there. It's a long ass name, but basically it's like how, how, how best to navigate, uh, going from one, going from a dogmatic religion that was, it was everything to you and not replacing it with another dogma. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, like the title, did, did you ever watch, um, the good place? I did. Uh-huh. The first season or two. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's, that's, I think that's enough. So, you know, Chidi, yeah. the, the, the professor of moral ethics and yeah. philosophy. Uh-huh. So the, the title of his 3,600 page thesis, you know, his whole thing is he could never make a decision. And he was very like, he, he was paralyzed by uh, trying to make a decision. Right. Yeah. And the title of his thesis is like a two page title, you know, uh-huh. and everybody <laughs> kind of gives him shit about it. I was thinking about that. When we like the title of our speech or our panel or whatever it was, it was like Chidi's thing of like, we just mean, we want to make sure we get all of it into the yeah. title so that people know exactly what we're going to talk about. But I thought it was a fun conversation. And it was the first time that you, me and Shalise have ever recorded like, like side by side, like together. Yeah. And I love the dynamic of that. Yeah. It that was fun. fun. I can't get used like, to that. Yeah. Like Shalise was sitting in the middle, like being all like sitting good and like doing all the cool, like presentation like you could do video of her you know and you and i are on either side of her just like drinking heineken's and like yeah it's fun times yeah (laughs) it was good though um and i love being in person with you guys and um man i still have so many good vibes from that day because that that was the panel and then we went to the road show that evening um same so i hope you enjoy this we're uh we might be releasing uh, as like special episodes, some of the other panels as well, in case you missed it. So you'll have it on our podcast format, but before we leave you with it, we're, we're almost like a month away from solstice. Yeah, man. Solstice is like coming right. I can't believe it's so close. Like it's yeah, coming wait. right up. So we had our first, so our, our camp is full as far as like the 50 people coming to build people the camp. Staying at our official camp. People can come and go as they please. Yeah. And you can stay like right in the vicinity. You can hang out with us as much as you want. In fact, it's the 50 people who are going to set the container for more people to come. So, and it's going to be, so I got on the zoom yesterday to kick it off and we had about 30 of the 50 on there. Um, maybe 35. It was a lot of people on that zoom. Um, and they're coming from all over. Like, uh, uh, we had people from Puerto Rico to Oahu. 
Oh my gosh, dude. And I think only like 20% of the people in that were in, in Utah. Houston, to me. Houston really? Tennessee, uh, Austin. California, uh, Colorado. I mean, yeah, Colorado, uh, Canada. Oregon, I think is in there. Oregon, yeah, all over. We're all, I mean, we're gathering Zion in that. Like, yeah, know, dude, this yeah. is the place, bro. Like, this is the place. This is the place. Yeah. So um, come, uh, get your tickets. We'll put the, the links will be in the show notes. Uh, come celebrate with us in a month. It's going to be magical. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I, I'm very excited about it. Um, I Have you, so I've had a couple of people reach out to me about like, hey, let's practice some songs and like have them ready for solstice. So there's going to be music and there's going to be like dancing and drum. I think there's going to be like fireside chats and drum beats and all sorts of fun stuff at this thing, right? Yeah. And uh-huh. and fairies. And, and fairies. Magical wizards and lightsabers. Oh yeah, lightsaber. We did talk about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, oh my gosh, it's just going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I can't, can't fucking wait for it. So yeah, come celebrate with us. Also in the show notes, we put the links to how you can support the podcast, uh, whether it's through Venmo, through Patreon. We're going to start doing some uh, Patreon exclusive content. We're already dreaming up some cool shit on there. So yeah, come support us there. We have a couple of fun there. ideas for Patreon, right? Yeah. It's going to be more personal, more silly, more, maybe a little more trickster, like, yeah. And maybe some more music on there and, and stuff too. So um, come, come support us and help, help build what we're doing here. Hell yeah. Let's do it together. It'll be fun. It's going to be a blast. blast. Well, love you, buddy. And uh, enjoy. And enjoy this, uh, I guess, episode panel. It's going to be, I guess, shorter than a normal episode, but um, I think, I think it's enjoyable. I think it's fun. I like, dude, I'll I'll tell you this. You know what I think about a lot? We talk about ghosts in this episode. We do. And I really like talking about I, I find I really like talking about like ghosts. Like that was a fun conversation, you know, because yeah. we all have different, we all have kind of a different sort of like, okay, what is the ghost thing? Like, you know, cause Shalice is like right in it. And you and I are kind of like, well, I don't know about ghosts. And you're like, well, but we feel people's essence. Anyway, it's a fun conversation. We do. I forgot about that. That was one of my favorite parts of it. Same. Yeah. Scary ghost sto- stories and tells of the glory <laughs> of Christmases long, long ago. All right. All right, man. I love you. Love you too. Is the camera good? Oh yeah. <laughs> We're all on. Can y'all hear us? We can hear you. Awesome. We can't hear anything. Oh, it's coming through our speakers. Hold on a second. Our speakers coming through. We're having some technical difficulties. Okay. With our we'll speaker. wait. One sec. Uh, we'll wait. Oh, it looks like fans in the chat. Yes. Hi hey. everyone. I'm, I'm no. <laughs> Where's your shirt, Mike? You know. Hi, Sarah. Very, very cool shirts you're wearing. We are, we have a lot of people very excited about this panel. Wow. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give a quick introduction. Um, we are going to be talking about, or the title of this panel is We Contain Multitudes. Navigating Psychedelics, Spirituality, and Inner Work Post-Religious Orthodoxy. That is a big, <laughs> a big title to bite off. Yeah, that's a $20 title right there. That's right. So, and let me, the, this is, 
introducing our panelists. This is the Mormons on Mushrooms crew. Most of you know that. Mormons on Mushrooms is a weekly podcast with the theme of exploring higher consciousness while healing from toxic religious shame. The episodes cover a variety of topics, including psychedelics, therapy, breathwork, meditation, mindfulness, dream work, and sexuality. And I have a couple of ideas for you guys. So we need to talk because I have a couple of podcasts I want to hear. Ooh. Yes. Um, the podcast was started in 2020 by hosts Mike and Doug, ex-Mormon college friends who found significant healing and self-discovery through the use of psychedelics and mindfulness practices. They were quickly joined by Shalice, the first uh, enthusiastic guest of the podcast who became passionate about contributing to the community. And I'll also say she did a a lot of writing for the Utah Bee. So (laughs) big love from me to her. Um, So come along for the ride as they traverse the mystical world looking for ways to explore, expand consciousness, expanded consciousness, shed limited perspectives and uncover inner truths. All are welcome to join Mormons on Mushrooms. So super excited. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. Guys, I just want to point out, this is the first time we've ever recorded something, the three of us together. Yeah, like in person. Yeah, that's true. Almost two years. (laughs) This is the first time I think we've been on screen on video is that right oh the first time yeah right how you oh. feeling about that <laughs> a little nervous about it if you recognize me don't say anything okay <laughs> um and if you don't recognize him don't try to look him up it's you don't yeah there's um, nothing to find so should we talk about the title of our thing first yeah i was pulling it up yeah, so i could read it okay yeah read the, read the title <laughs> well i I'm, I'm responsible for this title you guys i'm sorry but i wanted to capture everything and i'm not very concise sometimes but we contain multitudes uh, navigating psychedelic spirituality and inner work post-religious orthodoxy. Why I wanted all of it, I don't know. But like, um, there's a fact of like, and some of the speakers have talked about it here previously, but an approach we've taken to our podcast that's been really helpful for me is that we're, we're I mean, Celise, you've been doing psychedelics longer than us. I mean, barely, barely. We were all pretty much like newbies, newbies, right? Yeah, honestly, those earlier panelists when they were talking about like, yeah, I've been in this space for 18 years and 20 years and 40 years. I was like, uh, we've been doing it for like three and a half years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But, and so we try to approach everything with this wide eyed curiosity of, um, you know, we were taught that only one thing we were taught the answer in the back of the book, our whole lives. Like mm-hmm. this is the answer in the back of the book. Everything has to fit that answer. And now it's like, no, there is no back of the book. Yeah. And that just opens up a multitude of possibilities. But I think a tendency we have leaving one dogmatic religion, we can fall right back into dogmatism. Mm-hmm. And it can even be in the spiritual community, you know, with yeah. that, uh, just fully getting sucked back into that. And that becomes our new dogma. And there's something about the title, We Contain Multitudes. It's like, no, there's so many parts of us, so much in here. That we, you don't have to embrace one thing. You can just explore everything and hold things loosely. Yeah, everything is everything, right? I mean, that's the we contain multitudes comes from a, a Walt Whitman poem uh, where he talks about: Do I contradict myself? Very well, then I contradict myself. I'm vast. I contain multitudes, and that's always stuck with me. That was like one of our very first posts, maybe even before we had a we did we posted on Instagram episode. Huh? It was, yeah. yeah, and and for because for me that was the experience that I was having was. Okay, I'm out of Mormonism. 
which is high demand, highly dogmatic uh, life modality. And then immediately I, I sort of go into like being a hardcore atheist and there's all the things that you have to do that is prescriptive of being an atheist. You, know, you have to be real big into Sam Harris and, and uh, Sam Harris and, and uh, uh, Christopher Hitchens and Pendula, all the big you know thinkers. And I had to start thinking a certain way. And I found myself falling back into the same habits because even though I was taken out of Mormonism, the habits that I had developed stayed with me. And so I felt like I had to go all in on the thing that I was doing. And then yeah. same when I started getting into the psychedelic community, we've heard awesome people today talking about different, uh, you know, plant medicines, methods for healing, uh, meditation, breath work, breath, moving exercises, that kind of stuff. And it's just like, I just feel like I'm doing what works for me. Like I do all the things that they were mentioning, but I also don't feel like I'm uh, adhering to some certain doctrine or being what someone else wants me to be like is, is saying, okay, here's how you be this hippy dippy dude in the, in the community. Instead, it's like, I can get involved in that shit. I can have a good time. I can really explore parts of myself that are good for healing but I can also drink a beer and watch the Utah jazz lose in the playoffs, like, <laughs> which I love doing. I, I love to hate my love for the Utah jazz. Jazz. Right? Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? That I sense. love to hate my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So it's just this weird thing where I think that we are really pre-programmed early on through primary songs that are kind of repetitive and have that good sort of rhythm to them. Yeah. To just be like, okay, this is how things are done. And this is who I am. This is my identity. So this is how I have to do things going forward. Not true. Not true at all. You do anything you want. Yeah. Right. I think that's also the point of the podcast is just exploration. And we are not experts and we're not supposed to be. No one's supposed to be an expert. You're just supposed to find what works, like you said, and leave the rest. So if having a religious attitude towards psychedelics makes you happy, if going all in makes you happy, then that's awesome. But if dabbling in a little bit of Buddhism, dabbling in spirituality, dabbling in astrology, dabbling in Christianity, that makes you happy, then do that. That's really the whole point that we're just trying to get across is you don't have to be an all or nothing type of person. Just pick the things that make you feel the happiest, the, the things that present less harm to those around you, the things that will basically enlighten you and make you have a happy, a happy, fulfilled life. That's where the focus should be, not on, well, Mormonism isn't the way to go. So what is the right way to go? There is no right way. It's just whatever works for you. Hmm. I love that because, um, you know, with even the titles having spirituality in there for a long time, that was a trigger word for me. Um, yeah, same. Even after doing psychedelics, I was like, no, I ha I've had a very expansive experience, but I wouldn't have called it a spiritual experience because I feel mm -hmm. like spirit, spirit was something outside of me. Um, and we've said this quote a lot on the podcast, but it's like, whoever you think you are, you know, we, we've come to learn who we are from this very egoic perspective of our, uh, our limited ego. Uh, whoever you think you are, you're not that person. And so even, and I think there's something that was really cut off from us in our early developmental years of exploration. Yeah. And really, mm -hmm. you, you think like uh, people who don't grow up Mormon, I mean, it's not perfect. It's not perfect in Western society, but we, you know, people try on different styles as teenagers and and mess up and screw up and dabble in different things. And they go off to college and explore more and they find themselves and they settle down. And, um, we, we, a lot of us miss that whole window of exploration. And so there's a tendency to like 
have a rum springer yeah. after, and that's fine too. I mean, we we're, we bring out our inner adolescence at this Man, time. But... I had myself a hell of a rum springer. I yeah, can tell yeah. you that. <laughs> <laughs> I went for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that was my point. Well, yeah, I think it's yeah. a great point. So for me, it's been this thing of like, to your point, Mike, about the, the imagination, the adventure piece, mm-hmm. like kids get it. You know, we got it as kids. You know, you'd be playing a game with, with your homies on the playground and it's like some form of chase game. And it's maybe you're playing cops and robbers yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you make up but the then rules. you make the rules up as you go. It's yeah. like, Oh, well, uh, no, you're actually having to go into this gel. But then if you're like, oh, I'm not in gel because I snuck in this super cool plasma sword <laughs> that can cut through the thing of the, uh, you know, of the jail. And it's like no one even bats an eye. Kids are like, okay, fucking good point, man. You did a good job. <laughs> like, well done, homie. And we when we lose that with 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 this concept of like every week, week in and week out. And then on Tuesday or Thursday nights going to, you know, young people, young, young women's and young men. Yeah. Young young people. People. <laughs> young people. You know, going to mutual or yeah, mutual. whatever we call it. Yeah. It's like, it's just inculcated into our brains of like, there's a way there's one path, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the path is pretty straight and quite narrow. And the only way to get there is on this path. And we take away that childlike wonder, that, that imagination, that spirit of adventure, And then, you know, a lot of times you go into it with anything else. I've seen that with myself and with some of my other friends who have, who have kind of escaped Mormonism. It's like, okay, now I got to find the new thing. And I, the first things first is you got to read the rules on the, on the monopoly board. Like you got to read the rules of how the game is played. You know, there's like a time in my childhood when monopoly was the funnest game ever, because it was like, Landed on free parking. I get all the dough from the middle and, you know, we got to do the 10% thing. But then when you start playing by the rules of Monopoly, the real rules of Monopoly, you don't get all that dough that's in the middle when you land on free parking. That's a real rule. Spoiler alert. I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. And if you're like a purist, whatever, but it's kind of, it's kind of messed up if you ask me, like, because Monopoly is fun when it's a total fucking free for all, by the way, it also teaches, are we not allowed to say fuck? Should I? Oh, okay. All right. So, Life is what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that life is monopoly. Stop reading the, the lid that has all the rules on it and just start railing on your friends and taking over the properties and doing cool <laughs> shit, you know, get your free parking money. That's why I'm yes. yeah. explore the great and spacious building yeah. that you have been avoiding because you've been holding to the rod so tightly that your fingers are bleeding and you're crying and you're tired. Just let go. That's all it is. Just let go and explore. Because not only is that building spacious, it's great. It's a yeah. great building. Like there's, there's a world out so, there. <laughs> so many cool things to do in that building. You know? Yeah. I'm loving this analogy because uh, we you leave let go of the rod and where do you go? You go into the midst of darkness first, right? Yeah. Mm. And dark yeah. night of the soul. Yeah, that's the psychedelic experience for the for definitely sure, right. And which definitely. is why having community people supporting you through this process is so important. Because I think we're all in this mist of darkness together. And um, I didn't want to hit on one thing is um, it's reminding me, you know, we're talking about like from a psychological perspective of your true self that you were searching for. I said, you know, we don't know. I feel like that's part of why we're here is to discover who we really are inside um, and to let that come out. And you find that there's not one image that can contain that. And so, you know, you might say, oh, God for me is a loving, sometimes judgmental asshole in the sky with a beard. Well, but God's also other aspects too. He's a trickster. He's 
devious. Um, uh, it's also the feminine aspect of God that we've yeah. cut off. Yeah. And so allowing yourself to hold things loosely also allows for those images to change for you over time. So if maybe you are, maybe you're really drawn to Christ right now, right? That, that image, and that's resonating. Well, lean into that. What does this image have to teach you? And then maybe that shifts more, or then I, a lot of, I know a lot of ex-Mormons who experience the divine feminine a lot on the trips, because that's something that we've pushed into our Mormon shadow. Mm -hmm. So to see her come out uh, in a way is, is pretty cool. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. I love the idea of leaning into the energy of a deity instead of the idolatry of a, de a yes. deity. Yes. Because then when you think, well, what is it about Christ that makes me attracted to his presence? Is it Other the than love? those washboard abs on the cross. <laughs> are, we talking, wait, wait, are we talking about corporate Jesus? Or are we talking yeah. about <laughs> other than how corporate Jesus? Black flag, flag, other than flag bearing Jesus? I'm attracted to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Is it the love, the acceptance that draws you to that type of person and maybe lean into that is maybe you can, um, find those attributes within yourself or is it the all knowing powerful God that's like, yeah, this power and it's exciting. And that creative energy lean into that instead of picturing an actual person or a human, or, I mean, as humans, we try and make everything about us. We're like, well, mm -hmm. He must be a human because we're the best, you know, um, instead of just leaning into those attributes that you find attractive. Um, I love that. It, it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, how I think that dogmatic belief systems create this thing of like control over your emotions when it's OK to have certain emotions and what emotion is OK. I remember uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we were at a, a funeral which a funeral is like a heavy sort of deal, right? Like a funeral is no joke. Like you're supposed to be Mormon very serious. Too, no. It was a Mormon funeral, yeah. but it was kind of like, eh, you know, they were, they were, they showed up at the back room and you know, in the back pew and hung out. So they were kind of, they were that kind of Mormon, but okay. of course they had to have the whole full blown Mormon funeral where everybody's telling good stories about the deceased. Everybody's having the time of their lives, like really remembering, but then, you know, whoever the homeboy who was like presiding, he has to yeah. get up there and then bring it all back to, no, no, it's all about the atonement and Jesus. And here's how we're doing this. And here's why Jesus is important. And it was kind of, it was kind of a bummer because we're celebrating that person's life. This awesome person who just passed, we're celebrating her life. And instead it's just like, oh, I need to bring you guys back to keeping in mind why her death makes sense or why it's okay. And what Jesus did to actually be more important than, uh, you know, the girl that we're the lady that we're, uh, celebrating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that, it's that, it's that tie on our emotions. The, the other thing was during that funeral, me and the people that I was sitting with, so, just the stupidest thing ever started happening. And we got the giggle fits, you know, the, oh, you know, those the uncontrollable giggle fits where you like, <laughs> where you literally can't look at another, like you stare at the floor. Yep. And hope that your your body just shuts down from shaking. I've been in there in a courtroom with you doing that, right? Were oh, yeah. yeah. I wasn't in the courtroom. <laughs> oh, you were in there. No, oh, your, brother your brother was. Your brother was. Yeah, my brother was there for that. <laughs> but that's just what, and so it's this, I want, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take back control, not only of the divine that is me, my portion of the divine that exists within me, because the only thing I can do is what's good for me. You know, my version, Mike and I are very close, Shalise and I are very close, but I can't do what's good for them. Because then I'm taking some kind of control over how they should and shouldn't behave and how, how they should and shouldn't act. What's profane, what's sacred, all that kind of stuff. But I'm trying to take back my, not control over my emotions, but my 
allowing myself to feel the emotions mm. that come up when I feel them rather than that's an inappropriate emotion to have at this moment. So mm. therefore I must be bad. And then I have to, I have to confess. I have to repent because I'm having emotions. Like yeah, that's right. a weird, that's a weird thing. Right. Well, yeah. I think we were taught to put so much value on our emotions where it's like our emotions were our barometer for how we, like, if I was feeling shitty, it's like, Oh, I need to repent of something. I'm not right with God. Like, right. no, I just feeling shitty. It's just a shitty day. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> like you can yeah. feel shitty, shitty days happen. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm feeling great, it doesn't mean that like, I am, I don't know. It's just like it, it, their emotions their weather. They, they pass and they're, especially whether if we're open to, to fill them. Um, yeah. And not, I like how you talk about the dogmatism because there's, um, I feel like I became very dogmatic in my atheism after leaving the church where it was like only the rational, only the logical, but what about the imagination? What about the imaginary realm? You know, there's yes. a, a term in depth psychology called a uh, psychic reality where it's whether we're experiencing it in a dream or in this waking realm or on in a, during a journey or in our imagination, our psyches are experiencing it the same. Yeah. And so putting that, yeah. value back on the imaginary and what, and I feel like the imaginary is where we commune with or communicate with our subconscious and it's where we can build a better reality. If we can't imagine a better reality for ourselves and for others, we can't, there's a, a point to dreaming with that and yeah. allowing that. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all ever felt guilty about a dream you had? Oh yeah. yeah all the time. <laughs> it's, weird. it's a weird thing, right? <laughs> You wake up and you feel guilty. It's like, I don't have any control. I, sorry. Are you, are you waking no, up and you're, you're, you're mad at your mate because she did something? Because they cheated yeah. on you. I've been, I've been mad yeah. at my wife. I've been mad the whole day. It's yeah. like, no, I just can't talk to you today. Yeah, yeah man, that's a trip. <laughs> yeah, this whole just become like a child, which is interesting because they do teach that in the church, but mm -hmm. not in the same way. Um, because like you were saying, they try and commandeer the imagination, like, well, be imaginative, but within these boundaries. And if you go outside of those boundaries, then you're a sinner. And so it's really scary to kind of just imagine anything you want. Um, yeah. Not even thinking about dreams, like just having regular thoughts about something that maybe you shouldn't act on in real life, but at yeah. least like, it's okay to have thoughts and imagine and, and play and have that childlike sense of wonder, which in turn makes you more present, which in turn makes you more fulfilled in life when you don't have anxiety because your emotions are in the future or you don't have depression because your thoughts are in the past or whatever it is. It brings you to this middle ground of just experience, surrender and play. Ooh, I like those three words. Oh, thanks. Those are good words. Same. <laughs> <laughs> There's even a uh, word that I'm loving recently called like the word enchantment. Mm. And I'm reading a book uh, called the enchanted life. And she talks about this notion of re-enchantment of where that's the realm we lived in when we were like children, you know, we'd go out into a forest and it wasn't just a forest. There were monsters there. There was treasure there. There were pirates or whatever. Oh, pirates in a forest. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. sure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Why not? They got to bury that booty yeah. somewhere. And, <laughs> 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 We just got off our ship into the forest, of yeah. course, and where the trees were alive and the rocks were alive, the, the world was alive and the world is alive. We just dead, deadened to it. Yeah. And um, to re-enchant our lives and live that in a way where anything's possible and it's just kind of exciting and it's exciting. Yeah. It's way exciting. Yeah. I, I love you've been talking about re-enchanting our lives lately. Yeah. And it's been really, it's been really resonating with me because I, I do feel like 
the 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 pragmatist in me has sort of like lost a little bit of that the ability to you know it, it, it's all connected to the imagination part and like you were talking about like living in child like becoming like a child by the way that thing about becoming like a child is one of the hardest things for me in in mormonism because it does create that sense we've talked about this before but it, it creates that sense of there are two personalities that you're allowed to have as a mormon it's like childlike innocence or wise old mm. apostle like and and so and not only innocence i would say naive naive yeah naive uh, yeah, yeah a naive yeah. child you know and so that's why you have these like like 20 and 30 and 40 year old people that are like we're going ice blocking and we're having a root beer float party and Bottom, root bottomless. Beer floats are amazing. bottomless root beer floats <laughs> and ice blocking and root beer floats are amazing. But at some point it's like, you're a grown person. Like you can go do something else. Like there, there are other things. The world is wide open to you. It's like, yeah. no, no, we're going to do a service project. We're yeah. going to go ice blocking. We're going to go back to the church and the, and the, the, what was, what's the recreation room called? The, Multi-purpose room or the, oh, yeah. right? uh-huh. the gym, the gym, basketball court is used for, you know, the jello. I mean, I don't want to use all the Mormon cliches, but like the jello and the root beer and all that kind of thing. And it, it creates in this thing of like, you're watching your dad. I'm watching my dad, who is like the scariest person that I've ever met, do these childlike games and act like a kid when he's around his friends and and and, and not able to like really have an adult conversation about like hard things, hard things, stuff yeah. that's real. Like I, I could take it as a kid. I, I feel like our kids can take complex, hard conversations, but we, we teach them like, oh, we keep them safe from that. Cause we want to keep that naivete. We want to keep that innocence. But then I would watch my dad as a Bishop get up and speak. And he sounded like he was 83 years old. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he would stand up there and he would do the pause, you know, the pauses. Yeah. Like yeah. the, yeah. the lower your pause. voice and do a d- deep dramatic pause. I still do the pauses on the podcast. <laughs> I, I am here to tell you brothers and sisters that I know you have to kind of like your voice shake a little bit and you got to like get lower a little bit and like kind of look around and fight away Tira. a tear. I repeat, I know <laughs> that God lives and he is our father pause, and pause, his pause. son, even Jesus Christ, <laughs> is the savior of the world. Yeah. And only by his atonement can we return to live with the father again. And you're like, oh, I'm fucking feeling the chills. Yeah. But you can say that about Pinocchio. Like you can, you can tell that same story. In the same intonation. In the same intonation about Pinocchio going to Pleasure Island. And people will be like, oh, I got the chills, man. <laughs> Pinocchio is so fucking cool, man. It's a good story. Wow, Pinocchio really did a lot to teach us lessons and make us be more like him. Yeah. I want to be a real boy someday. You know? Someday you will. Someday I'll be a real boy. But I think you were speaking to there, and it's true. Yeah, I got a little lost on what I was doing. No, it was amazing. It was good. I think there's a part of us that gets lost in that. We're talking about growing up too fast, right? And not having that exploration. Mm -hmm. There's a locked child in there somewhere that didn't develop that we took on these responsibilities, the priesthood, young women's uh, missions, marriage at a very young age. And so I know in the medicine space, my inner child likes to come out a lot. You yeah, know? Hell and yeah. So, I, love your, I love your inner child. 
in my beat and trying to do the beat and like, yeah. do the beat, <laughs> like beat, I am, maybe. I am Michael Jackson for your inner child. Oh, we probably shouldn't have said that joke. Like I'm just saying, I love, <laughs> I'm just trying to say that I love your inner child. I, get, I, know, yeah. I, get you mean. I really like, I did too. I like little Mike when he comes out. Um, and that's fine. And that's great. And it's, um, I'm just talking about that split. And so I think things we can do to connect to our inner child, paint, uh, play with mud rocks, give like develop that inner child. And I think let him or her come out to play um, is fun. <laughs> yeah. The, That's yeah, the, point the child coming out is, is awesome. It's just when the child is only allowed to express itself through three or four methods yeah. and you have these like restrictions for what that child looks like, you end up with root beer floats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Comes out interesting ways. Well, I was just listening to um, on tape Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind, which we've talked about a bajillion times, but I finally listened to it. And one thing that really hit me, because you know how they say older people are stuck in their ways, but it's literally true based on the pathways in our brains that we have to predict something's going to happen and we fill in the blanks. Like our brains automatically fill in the blanks based on our past experiences. So the older you get, the more experiences you have to pull from to fill in the blanks. And he was saying that it's quite possible that children, even though they're wild and they haven't quite formed their brain yet, they're the most authentic version of a human that could possibly exist because they haven't had all of these um, archives to pull from to fill in the blanks. So they're living authentically by just looking at a tree and seeing the branches and the tree or the leaves and the flowers. And they're like, that's a cool tree. But when we walk by it, it's like, we see one branch and we're like tree and we ignore it because we fill in the blank. So I like that idea of stopping filling in the blanks and really seeing the world, which I think is what psychedelics does. Like when you, when you have mushrooms or any, any type of medicine that expands your consciousness, you see the world for what it is. You really see the tree, you see the leaf, you see the leaf's energy. And it's so exciting. And that's one reason that I really love mushrooms because it allows you to remove the veil of predictive text, I guess you could say, and, and see it for what it is and see the beauty in it. I like mushrooms too. Have we said that? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. It's the first time. Maybe I like we should mushrooms. talk about mushrooms. <laughs> um, there's one thing I do want to mention. I don't hope this doesn't make it about how we, how we do on time. We're doing pretty good. Because oh, I think one of the dangers too, of a dogmatic approach <laughs> and we've seen in the medicine spaces is uh, finding a new guru or a shaman or even podcast <laughs> hosts that you're like, they're my new gurus or shop, you know, like yeah. projecting that your inner guru onto someone else. And I think it can be dangerous in a medicine space, especially, you know, um, we've talked about, we have a couple episodes on the shadow side of psychedelics and the abuse that can happen in those spaces when you're in a very altered, vulnerable state of consciousness where you are open to being re-traumatized or traumatized in new ways. Um, and so just as you're trying to control your own connection to yourself, boundaries is something that we haven't learned very well in Mormonism. And you're okay to set boundaries. You're okay to vet people. You're okay. If something doesn't feel right, say no until it does. You don't have to be like, Oh, I don't know. It's a part of it. But no, until it feels right, say no. Mm -hmm. um, trust, trust your, and it's hard because you say, trust your inner voice, trust the still small voice. And that can be triggering. But I think the church did something where it's like, it connected us to our intuition, 
it told us to shame part of it. Cause if it, yeah. if the intuition was like, Oh, I should go help my mom today. It's like, Oh yeah, that's the spirit. It's yeah. like, Oh, my intuition's like, no, I'd like to connect with myself and masturbate today. No, no whoa, that's, that's the devil. Satan. That's the same, right? It's like, yeah. or anything, right? So it's like, no, but learning to trust your intuition is a process and psychedelics can be so helpful with that, but trust it. If, if it's just not feeling right, don't, don't until it does. Yeah. You got plenty of time, plenty of time, plenty of opportunities, and you can switch the vibe. And if someone's just like, I'm working with the shaman and it's just not, I don't feel good. There's find someone else. That's you right. you're worth it. And so. Amen. 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 <laughs> Did I take some place we can't recover from? No, oh, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to jump, I'm going to jump right on that. Right. So unless you had something to nope. say, which I would prefer hearing you talk. No, okay. I think you should go. So the boundaries thing that you brought up, mm-hmm. that's a thing that's, it's, it's not something that you just say, okay, from now on, I'm going to learn to set boundaries for myself and it turned the switch on and I've got the boundaries and now I've got boundaries. You know, it's like a, it's like this constant thing of, of discovering what your boundaries are. You know, I tell you that uh, during a recent psychedelic trip, I, I was, I was really going down this path of, wow, I, I realized that I don't like being touched unless it's on my terms. Now that's a weird thing for me to say, because you guys know me, I'm a huge hugger. I, I'll give people, I give everybody, a hug. I'll give, we can walk out into the street. And I'll give everybody a hug out there. And so then I'm sitting there thinking, oh, wow, that's on my terms. And I only like being touched on my terms. And then I had the dark side of that come to me, which is like, okay, homie, doesn't that mean that probably everybody only likes to be touched on, on their terms and that I'm taking that away by going around hugging everybody? Yes. I am a 41 year old white man just now realizing that I'm not allowed to go around and just hug everybody in the history of the world. It, it was a, it was a really weird, like aha moment for me. And that's part of me setting up boundaries because by, by opening myself up to being like, I want to be known as the guy who gives hugs. I'm opening myself up to now suddenly I'm having physical contact that I maybe not, that, that, that maybe kind of goes beyond my boundaries a little bit. And so I'm still sitting with that and dealing with a little bit, but it's that boundaries thing is a tough thing to, it's a tough thing to like suddenly late in life when you've got this established identity and personality and, and friend group and people that, you know, suddenly you have to like, it's either weird, awkward conversations or it's just uh, sort of like a, a avoidance and maybe doing some different things in, in, in that way. It's not, it's not easy. It's not easy. That's all I'm yeah. trying to say that the boundaries thing is an easy thing to say, learn to set your own boundaries, but it's a, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing uh, path or adventure or journey, I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So we're still learning. Um, Shalise, I do want to hear from you on something. Cause you always, I mean, so Shalise came on, she was the first guest on our podcast and we love her so much. And she was so wise. And we're like, keep coming. <laughs> I was like, so I'm not leaving. You're not leaving. <laughs> and I'm glad you didn't leave. Um, but you had an experience where you were like, you were spiritual. Like, so Doug and I left the church, atheists, kind of like threw everything out. Spirituality was a swear yeah. word to us. Yeah. Um, but you always kind of maintain that. And I was kind of just curious how you, um, how you like explore that, but also hold it loosely. I don't know. Is it hard for you or you? Yeah. How- yeah. That was a totally different experience for me because I was always interested in ghosts 
And so like spirits, spiritual, (laughs) you know, I always had this understanding that there is a spirit world and I loved hearing about it. I was the one that would tell the ghost stories in my friend groups. So I always felt connected to the other side in a very interesting way, um, which in turn gave me many spiritual experiences in the church. Um, So much so where I did the whole like scripture flipping thing and would read a verse. And I'm like, oh, God is telling me to move to Oregon for my senior year of high school, which could be legit. Like maybe God was trying to tell me. And that was my my way of doing it. Now I might go to tarot cards or like a different modality, but the spirituality is the same. And so when I dropped Mormonism, I was like, let's explore the spirit world. Now that ghosts aren't off limits. Cause you know, we were already, we were told that ghost stories aren't really of God and like anything that makes you feel that uncomfortable feeling is of the devil. And it's like, no, I'm just scared. It's a ghost story, you know, like it's just fun. And so I was more excited to explore the off limits stuff. And so that's when I learned more about spirit guides and reincarnation and all of those things that were so interesting to me because I, I remember thinking, oh, well, if we don't just have one shot at life, why don't we have multiple lives? You know, and then I just went down that rabbit hole because if this isn't true, then this could be true. And let's explore it. So I was always really interested in spirituality and that word was never like a swear word to me. It, it was exciting. I'm like, yeah, I'm spiritual. And I still would yeah. talk to ghosts and I'll have all these crazy experiences and psychedelics didn't come into it until like eight years later. So I spent a long time just on that spiritual road of mysticism. And I guess you could just call it like new age mysticism before I jumped into psychedelics, which kind of ended up bringing me back into, um, a feeling of an ultimate power or a, a God or a source energy. Cause I called the source energy before, but I never really felt it as much until I did psychedelics. And mm-hmm. it's like something clicked. Oh, okay. This is kind of bringing it back into like a powerful deity without personifying it. Mm-hmm. So okay. that was kind of my journey with it. You just kind of tripped me out a little bit talking about, um, yeah. Cause like growing up, I was always told like, Oh, ghosts, that's not a real thing that, that mm-hmm. somehow doesn't fit within the confines of our, our belief system or something like that. I, that might be different from household to household. I, I'm not sure. I, I was told that ghosts don't exist. But then when you were talking about that, I was like, wait, the Holy Ghost, the existence of a Holy Ghost has to therefore mean that there's an existence right. of an holy unholy ghost. ghosts <laughs> so and funny. maybe even neutral ghosts. Like just, just <laughs> doing like ghosts. Ghosts. Hey, ghosts. Casper. Yeah. Like holy ghost does his holy things, unholy ghosts do their things. And then there's just like a big old crew of just like, uh, you know, ghosts chilling and doing their thing. <laughs> I'm just a regular like, ghost. Okay. <laughs> listen, I'm not one of these ghosts that comes around and says boo and hunts you and woo woo woo. I'm just like a ghost. Yeah. Like, I got no, I got no, I got no intentions. I'm just ghosting around. And so <laughs> it's ghosting. like, yeah, you know. and so for me, it's like, suddenly I'm having this weird thing of trying to go back to, you know, being 13 and talking to my parents about, I'm scared of a ghost. And then yeah. being like, there's no such thing as ghosts. And me being like, Oh yeah. Okay. My mom and dad said it. So it's true. But now I'm sitting here going in Mormonism, there is certainly such thing as a ghost. Yeah. And if you have to, if you have, if you have to, if you have to specify which ghost it is by saying the holy one, like it's the holy one of all the ghosts, it's the holy one. There's just one ghost. Here. Oh, the ghost. Yeah, you yeah, saw the, the ghost, ghost today. I felt the ghost. Yeah, I felt the ghost. You know, the ghost, the whispering, the, the whisperings one and only the ghost. ghost. By the way, the whisperings of the ghost sounds kind of spooky too. And he like, leaves at midnight. Yeah. yeah, he leaves you on holy your ghost own at midnight. Goes to bed at midnight. He's gone. He's like, listen, I got, I, 
I, I may be a ghost, but I'm, I still have to get some sleep. So it's like, <laughs> I have on. boundaries. Yeah. I have, yeah. The, the whole ghost set boundaries. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> um, it does bring to mind one thing though, because I, I love this conversation because I think it ties in here as we wrap up is, are we even doing our topic at this point? No, I think we are. Our topic was eight pages long, so we can say whatever the hell we well, want. Listen, because I've had psychedelic experiences where I feel like I've felt ghosts, right? Like ancestors and the ancestors, ancestral psyche, you think of like uh, the body keeps the score and uh, epigenetics where our ancestral lines could be in our DNA. And so ancestral trauma is still impacting us. So if your grandpa suffered, suffered a trauma blocked out, you know, couldn't feel it, it's passed down through you. And that's what, and you're kind of repeating those cycles until you clear that out. And that's what I was feeling in that trip where I was almost it felt like channeling a couple of uh, ancestors of mine. And at the end, I was like, I don't know if I was channeling them. If it was all in my imagination, if it was um, just part of my own shit that I was projecting onto them, or if I was feeling theirs through me. And at the end of the day, it didn't make a difference. Doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same. It's all the same. I was, I was feeling something that was very healing for me. I was purging something and feeling feelings that um, I'd blocked out for so long. And it felt like their presence was there uh, channeling through me, but that could have all been internal. It could have been a spiritual presence. It could have been whatever, whatever it was, a huge shift happened, happened for me in doing that. And so I think that's part of it. It's like, it can be whatever. And we don't have to hold, I don't have to say like, no, that was my grand grandpa's and they came and they talked through me maybe, or maybe it was my imagination, but I was telling their stories in a cool way. And I think there's something about holding that loosely yeah. and allowing for, allowing for all the possibilities. Cause maybe it's not one thing. Maybe it's yes. And maybe it was, maybe it's all of those things. All those things can be true at once or none of them could be true. And it could just be like, yeah. you're making shit up, but it doesn't matter because yeah. it it's impacting you in a way that is uh, having some kind of, effect on yeah. you positive or very negative. somatic mm-hmm. our own that but that's true on the other side of that when you're having these good positive experiences from that it doesn't matter what the actual like tangible reality is mm-hmm. it's having a positive impact on you but that the other the other side of that is true like there are times when we're having these things that are having a negative impact on us affecting our emotions you know maybe having a rough day feeling like we're we're, we're no good nobody loves us that kind of stuff and it's just it, it doesn't come from a specific source. It doesn't come from some kind of thing. It's just, it just is. And it's like Mike said, it's the weather, let it roll through. Our screen just changed. So does that mean, Sarah, we're, we're it's a it's question, time. Good. Question, time. question time. Yeah, but you can finish your thoughts. I, every I thought I have is an unfinished thought. So we can push, <laughs> we can stop me in the middle of every single sentence and we're not going to get anything out of it. It's fine. No, this was really good. And it's, I don't know what's happening where you are, but it, the rain is just coming yeah. down. I got super cold. So I put on that sweater and didn't even realize it till my camera came on. And I went stripping it off. <laughs> um, no, thank you. This is, this was such a fun presentation. So I really oh. love the energy. I love the, the enthusiasm. We do have a question. Somebody was asking what your favorite tarot or Oracle deck is right now. And that's not just a question for you guys. If anybody else in the group has one, um, put it in, put it in the chat. You know as well. I've got mine. Let me go grab it. I can do a part. Yeah, while, while Mike grabs his, do you want to do yours? Do yeah. You I, I wish, I don't know the author though. It's, I think it's the star seed deck and Mike oh, has yeah. that one too. 
everything is pastel and the artwork is incredible. Um, I think my very first deck that my mom gave me was Doreen Virtue Angel Cards that I've had since 2008. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like all beat up and used. Hell yeah. Use <laughs> those cards. I mean, yeah. Mine's the, mine's the Wild Unknown Tarot. I've been, that's the one I've been going to lately. What? That's the one, man. That's what, I mean, I'm, I'm, Wait, I'm that's new to the this one? one. That's that one. That one. This one's like, I fucking love this one, man. <laughs> Is it tarot or oracle? It's tarot. Oh. It's tarot, but it almost, because it has like an accompanying book, it kind of, like it kind of feels like in between the two. So it's a good starter tarot deck um, for those who aren't familiar with tarot. Yeah. I just love the, I love the design on this. It also has like, for me, the energy that comes out, is like, it taps into what I'm, what I'm doing or what I'm feeling. And so this is the one I've been, this is my go-to lately. The wild unknown tarot. That's crazy. If you just went and grabbed it. Yeah. Well, yeah. For tarot, I, I, I love the standard writer weight too. I mean, there's something, something almost channeled about that deck or oh, that yeah. deck and those images where you, if you meditate on those, you'll see different, you'll see a lobster in one. You'll, you'll see things that speak to you. And then the cards become, you're not just looking at the book. It's like I, that card comes up and I have my own relationship to that card. Mm -hmm. So the card speaking through me in that way. And oh, I love that. that's a good one. Um, as far as Oracle decks, uh, sacred rebels is a good one. And journey of love. There's a one that was pretty great too. I kind of love it. I never seen the journey. journey I think they're both by the same person. I forgot her name, but um, she does good ones. So whatever, whoever did sacred rebels has done a bunch and those are really good. Very yeah. Cool. And I, I think I just want to point out too, if you're not familiar with tarot or Oracle cards, um, the whole point of it is just to invoke your own intuition. So you pull a card and like Mike said, whatever resonates with you is what is supposed to be coming through. So they're not magical. Um, <laughs> they're just really beautiful cards. So when you go and pick a deck, find one that you feel like the artwork resonates with you. And then most likely the, the um, captions or whatever you want to call it will also invoke some sort of feeling that, that you're trying to bring through you. And I'd argue I love that, that they might be magical because we're all magical. Yeah. Right? This whole thing's magical. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I love that I, because my experience with tarot has absolutely been, oh, this is just one more platform, one more way for my brain to process and bring forward whatever it is my brain and heart needs to think about. Mm -hmm. So I like that you say that. But yes, I also agree. We're all magic. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's magic in being human, right? Yes, and all. Um. I have somebody asking what what can they expect tonight and how do they participate? Yeah. And then I'd second question as a follow-up, what is Mormons on Mushrooms doing? What can they expect from you all in the next little while? Oh, those are both good questions. Great questions. I think that's Kick a good question. Okay, let me start for you with tonight. So tonight we're doing our first, it's called Mama Gaia Roadshow. We're doing it here at this uh, Vitalized Studios. I don't really know what we're doing, Doug. We're getting up with our guitars, but we we're, also ta have to... we're taking back Mormon road shows. Yeah. We, we had to sit through so many of them when we were teenagers. We're taking them back for something that's fun and cool. And so it's going to be a bit more <laughs> adult adult. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just going to be a night of guitars. We have a lot of music acts coming up and some irreverent songs, some fun songs, some yeah. moving songs. It's going to be a night of, I feel like all of it, laughter, crying. I think we're going to cry probably. All right. And then what about oh, the what future coming up? So I'll start and you guys can add. So, well, we have the solstice event, well, the revival, obviously that's going to be, we, so we're coming as a Mormons and Mushrooms theme camp. We're going to be creating the fairy kingdom there. It's going to be a cool vibe. If you want to be part of our camp, um, you can find all that info through our website, 
um, and also the revival website. But as far as where we're going with the podcast, I don't know, you guys, the podcast is the first thing I've ever done in my life where it's just been surrendering and seeing what comes. And it's been, um, it's, it's been beyond my wildest imagination so far because of that. It's like we, that we recorded an episode and we're like, we don't even know if we're going to release this thing. Yeah. We created the Instagram. Lisa's like, I want to tell you all about it. Um, I'm like, okay, let's do it. And we just, it's almost just like one step along the way and people come we're meeting the coolest fucking people I've ever met in my life. It's just been magic. So it's like, I just want to keep, I love doing it. I want to keep doing it and connecting cool people and telling cool stories and building like a community of just cool people all without dogma, without, I mean, it ties into what the divine assembly is about. Just like be you come explore with us. and We're going to have a fucking good time. Yeah. And there's like a little bit of a community has sort of, I mean, community I use loosely, but like a community has kind of formed around this because we have magical people that are kind of taking the ball and and running with it. Um, You know, Shalice started that off and then we've got people like Adrian and Peter and Seth and Andrea and Spencer and uh, Ryan and Greg and Krista. We just, it's just been this amazing thing where Casey, Casey, Casey's another Brit. It's just, they're magical people are like, hey, we need to find a way to connect with and contact other magical people that are kind of going through the same things that maybe we're going through, um, regardless of religious past or, or, or you know, their, 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 where they came from, their background. And it's just people who are seekers and people who want to find other seekers and have weird, fun conversations and share their art and share their music and uh, just <laughs> be just be uh, and be okay with that. You don't have to be anything other than yourself. And I think that that's a pretty good vibe in a, in a, in a community that's just trying to uh, bring people together. Yeah. We have our, our mighty networks too, where that's like a more uh, honed in space for people to get together and talk aside from our Facebook support group. And yeah, we've been talking about the sky's the limit, like roadshows, traveling roadshows or um, possibly retreats. Um, even going out of the country and do like a medicine retreat. Um, we're just kind of seeing where everything takes us because yeah, we're just taking a step at a time. <laughs> I love awesome. it. Well, we have, uh, Oh, one more question just popped up. Will people need to take psychedelics to be able to enjoy the camp at revival? Can sober people be included? Sober people. I'm usually the sober one. <laughs> I don't don't drink it. I I do the medicine very sparingly. Um, So yeah, come as you are and, and interact and we're going to have little activities and probably play more guitar and sing and just have a good time with each other. Absolutely. And we're actually, I'm going to jump in on that too. We're opening it up to, for families to come. So it is not centered around the medicine necessarily. If somebody feels like they want to partake, they get to, but um, yeah, that's not the focus of the revival necessarily. Yeah. Any final thoughts from you, from the Mormons on Mushrooms team? Um, I do want to give one more thought that, uh, Sarah, thank you. And Steve for putting this on, you guys have done so much work with this and yes. the work that the divine assembly is doing. It just can't, it's just so important. And so if you're watching, I know this is a free event, go buy one of these cool t-shirts because and just if, if anything, just to support Steve, um, and Sarah and what they're doing, um, 
it just would mean a lot, I think, because they put in so much to this and it's just like a, a token of appreciation. Yes. We're very happy to be included nice. and be involved. Well, thank you. I love that we, that our projects are bringing it, bringing us into each other's sphere. It's there are yeah. just so many good people in this space. And I just I see no competition. It's all just collaboration and because that's where the magic is. So, well, one more thing with that, Sarah, with, yeah. just real quick, because I love how you said no competition. I think that's part of it is when you lean into yourself, there is no competition. There's no one like you. And there's no one like, so just, you know, if people listening like, Hey, I want to do a mushroom theme Mormon podcast. Do it, do it, do it. We'll do, we'll do a collab. We'll talk, you know, like we, it, the space is open because you're going to do it in a unique way. That's just you. Yeah. And th- that's different than what we can bring. So. Oh, yeah. I love that a lot. Thank you for that. Great ending message. Thank all right. You. Thank, you, Thank you, Spencer. Love you all. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Mormons on Mushrooms podcast. We have so much fun recording it. And if you love it, we would absolutely love it if you could leave a review on wherever you get your podcasts. It would really help our visibility so more people can listen to it and be enlightened and hear our crazy stories. So thanks again for tuning in. Don't hit, don't hit leave. Don't, don't hit leave. leave. What do I do? Don't hit leave. Oh, I <laughs> Stop mute. video mute. and mute.